Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week at Drone DJ. This week, we've got some more、uh, drone leaks for you, as well as a discussion around tethered drone.、Uh, and the end, we also have a story with the Jetsons flying car. Some update from、um, the product we covered、uh, several months ago. So, going back to you, Kirk, what do you think about the, the Inspire Three leak? I can't tell which one is the I mean, is、sure、the big、though. one. I wish one's the small one. Like they look huge. One looks huge. <laughs> like I can't tell if this is like、uh, Inspire Two testing alongside Inspire Three. So like the Inspire Three is not going to be massive, or if I think some rumors are also like there's going to be two versions of the Inspire Three, and one's going to be big, one's going to be maybe normal size. Or I, I can't look. I can't tell. Like the one the smaller one is like the normal size of Inspire because I've seen one on a table. I you probably have more experience with the Inspire than I do. Like, like how big is this? Is this like bigger than normal? I've only seen one like once. It's definitely much bigger than Mavic, right? Like Mavic Two or Mavic Three. Um, and it does have that little alien look, right? That A-frame、yeah. look because the legs go up once you're in the air to remove the obstruction for the, uh, for your camera pan because you have a second, uh, a second operator option where someone can basically control the camera and then someone flies the drone. So both of them, the shape looks somehow similar to the original Inspire.、Um, I want to say the smaller one looks closer to the actual Inspire size, versus、mm-hmm. the other one. The other one, yeah, it's hard to say what the other one is because、um, it does have that raised Inspire look. Yeah, versus you know, that, the box that matrix. The matrix、Inspire. look is more box versus the Inspire look is more like a raised A frame look.、Um, mm-hmm. Hard to say. I mean. I mean, it also doesn't help. This is like taken at night. Yeah, it's like, pretty pixelated, super, like, like, like your network today, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Don't、um, know what's up. I guess it comes down to is DJI making or have has DJI made drastic design changes to Inspire Three, right? Because、yeah. Inspire Two wasn't too drastic compared to Inspire One. The the look、mm-hmm. was almost similar, but if DJI has made drastic changes on Inspire Three, then it may change everything we already know about the, the Inspire yeah, series. But some of the previous leaks we've seen have it looks very similar to Inspire Two as well. So like this is it's not like, and this looks like it's it's probably gonna. A similarish design. One of them is just like making it larger,、um, and they're putting like a much larger, maybe a cinema. Well, the cameras are already pretty good, but maybe like a larger like Zen's like cameras coming with it. It's gonna be much larger, so it needs to be a larger drone.、Um, If you look at product line, but DJI hasn't really released、um, what we call a heavy lift drone, right? Since Matrix Six Hundred. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing right now besides you know Matrix Six Hundred, which is how many years old.、Uh, there's nothing from DJI current lineup that can support a full-on professional filming camera at this point. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if this is like built to like、uh, to hold like a, a cinema camera. Like you can put a, like a, like I want to like this like the smaller size, like maybe like Airy Mini or、um, like C、uh, C70 or something like that from. From Canon, it's like something like that. Like maybe this is going to be straight away from using the Zenmuse line of cinema cameras or cameras, and then you can use you know third party ones. That would be interesting to see. 
Definitely. I mean, like I said, just coming from DJI product line, right? Just looking at our current lineup, um, it's only supporting from entry level up to prosumer. Yeah, Inspire yeah. 2, it, it is Inspire 2, it is more professional, but we haven't seen DJI making any updates on Inspire 2. If you look at the original Inspire 1, there was version 1, and then there was Inspire 1 V2, which actually had quite a bit of updates. Yeah. Then Inspire 2, it's always been just Inspire 2. There was never any updates on it. So I wonder if, you know, this is really DJI throwing a couple of, you know, aces in its pockets by releasing something major. I guess we shall see. We shall see. But that would make sense for a professional. Like, that's kind of like, I guess, if it's truly professional, you don't want to be using different camera sensors. You know, like you don't want to be using uh, Aerie Alexa <laughs> on the ground and then have to use a Zen moves in the air. You want to like, would want to use the same Sensor, it's funny because it used to be. I mean, it used. To, it also depends on what type of um, what type of motion work you're in. Like, if yeah. you're in long format, then they're not so much as picky in terms of mixing different cameras. But if you're in um, advertising commercial, like TV commercial, it's only uh, what thirty second spot. So definitely, they want to. They, they're more picky, right? Like they're yeah. a little more um, like detail oriented because the the length of the video is only so short. It's only 30 seconds. So I remember when, when I started building drones um, from film, it, the industry standards was you have to be able to carry um, a 10-pound payload. That's your standard, either the uh, Red Dragon, or it's a Red Dragon with a prime lens on the gimbal, or it's the uh, Alexa Mini right on the gimbal. So at that time, mm-hmm. is you, you either have a large drone that can carry 10 pounds, or... You don't. And if you don't, then you're just not respected as the pro in that yeah. industry. And really, like 80% of the time, we don't fly the larger drones because they can't afford it or they don't have the time. Um, they don't have the coordination. But you've got to have one. Like, that's yeah. always the thing. You've got to be able to say, hey, I can fly right, Dragon. Doesn't matter how fast I fly it in a year, <laughs> but you've got to be able to do it. Past few years, I haven't seen a single quote actually asking for you know that caliber basically they're saying oh we're happy with you know mavic 2 pro and maybe we would consider inspire 2 hmm. so they're yeah. becoming less and less picky and also clients are getting more educated it used to be when you go out for a shoot and you really have to have the larger machinery because that justifies to the clients why they're paying that budget production didn't want us coming out with a small drone because it just looks bad um, yeah, that's but true. now clients are getting more and more educated to realize, oh, actually, you know what? Even if we shoot on iPhone, and depending on which platform the final product is actually, you know, is, is actually released on, people can't tell the difference anyway. So they're mm-hmm. less willing to pay for the, you know, high ticket items. I mean, I know people are already going out there and doing gigs with their Mini 3. So, like, showing up in that small little drone, but, yeah. like, getting the capture amazing video with it. Is, is um, well, we had a full-on awesome. commercial, like, an actual, you know, TV commercial um, a month ago, where, besides our Mavic 3, rest mm-hmm. of the commercial is shot on iPhones. They literally, like, the agency literally sent iPhones to the, um, it was for Dairy Farms Association. So, they literally sent um, preset iPhones to all the farmers that hmm. were part of the commercial spot and they give them directions <laughs> like remotely directing nice. right and there were still COVID protocols in place um, interesting 
Oh yeah, I remember I interviewed someone for a documentary over in the space explored, and they were like, they had to do it was all with NASA, and they had to do everything remotely. They could have mm-hmm. one person. They couldn't have people in the same room. So yeah. they had to interview an astronaut, and they had to be on the other side. Of the, yeah, you have room, to do it remote. like remotely do it everything. Yeah, yeah it was. It I was, know. They're trying to explain that's funny how that works. Okay, well, we shall see what happens with Inspire Three once we have more news for you all.、Mm-hmm. Now, the next piece of、um, uh, topic for this week, I thought let's talk about Tether Drone. I don't think we talked about Tether Drone much. Not really. I mean, every so often something new comes out, but it doesn't really kind of break the news that that big. Well, this is the company I've been following regarding Tether drones,、um, Alistair. So they've been around for several years now, and they do have almost a whole lineup of、um, Tether drone for you know every kind of、um, commercial drone out there. So if you look at the lineup, they do have almost all the solutions.、Um, but let's go back for a second. Tether drone, Kirk. What's like? What did you think about Tether drones when you first heard about it? What do you、um, think about Tether? Like what's、so、the when I first heard about it, like when I first like first started digging into the drones more, and I kind of like saw, especially when I saw them at CES, kind of sent them like that doesn't really make a lot of sense. You can't move around with them,、um, like you. But then like they have their purpose. Like, I guess like re-、um, possibly for like regulatory things, you have a purpose. Like maybe your ways around getting a Part One Hundred Seven if it's tethered.、Um, Or like, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I bet he couldn't. But like, I could totally see like it being more like you could be loose with your with like how strict you are with safety wise because they're they're tethered. Like, if they you don't have to worry about flyaways. Um, but uh, it, it makes sense. Like when I started learning about like the AT and T's flying cows, um, they're like they sell on wheels or sell on wings now. Um, and like, there's the the company at CES that I talked to. I can't remember the name of their their company was, but like providing pretty much like mobile towers makes a lot of sense.、Um, I don't really know much about like the, this company, like with working it with like commercial drones. Like that stuff is kind of. So let me ask this way: When you first heard about tether drones, your first impression was it? Oh, that's just a drone on a leash, right, to prevent it from flying away. Or were you thinking the tether actually did something else? For example, it provided power to the.、Drone. Well, yeah, I knew that mark because, like, I, I when I first kind of like looked into it was was kind of CES and like I to talk to the person and there everything's powered and, and networked through the through the table. So I knew that off the bat, which made a lot of sense. Now this stuff doesn't look like this doesn't do any sort of power or、uh, networking. So Alistair does supply power. So the box on the、okay. ground. That's that's what you see. It's supplying the power. Okay. Now here are some of my questions. I would have like I was trying to read the FAQs from、uh, from the company webpage.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to see if it would answer my questions because my main question is if you look at how they show on the pictures, almost straight down, right? But one of the benefits of having drones is you can fly from different perspective. Especially one of their user cases is saying for fire.、Hmm. And okay. When we don't have, when you look at a perfect scenario for tether, it's when there's nothing on the ground, right? And then you just throw the drone up. You don't have any obstacles between, you know, basically for your tethered、uh, cable. But if you have buildings, if you have trees, and you need to fly the drone around the building, let's say go to the side to see a different perspective. Maybe this side was covered by the trees a little bit, and you can't see your hot spots for firefighting. If you need to move to the side, then my question is. Do you have to move with your tethered box all the way around、yeah. from the ground? Because otherwise, your cable would get tethered, right? 
Yeah, and I wonder, like, I guess you can fly lower, and then you have, like, a little more slack, so then you can, like, move side to side a little bit more. Um, now, see, not so much on the slack, because they said their cable can can support up to 100 meters. Hmm. But well, yeah, if you're you flying, have... I guess, you know, I fly 100 meters up, so I guess, yeah. Well, you don't have to fly 100 meters up. The thing is, yeah, see, if, see if you're 40 meters up, and you start flying away from your base station, and you started having, you know, like, the cable starts to get longer. And if yeah. you have trees, and if the wind that's... pushes... Would the cable get tangled on the trees? I feel like that's yeah. I feel like that's dangerous then at that point because you're adding another element for, for like, uh, um, you know, maneuvering your drone without you doing like without like. That's know, what I would think. Yeah, so, like I, mean, you have I, another... I thought they would answer it in the FAQ, which I didn't see. So that would definitely be an interesting question to see. You know, what's their way of addressing it? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing someone had um almost like a side by side. Or, you know, an extra large ATV, I guess. So they had almost like a little drone station at the back, right? Yeah. And then the drone can take off. And I guess because you have that side-by-side and you can drive around where it's needed with your box. Mm-hmm. But- See, yeah, tether stuff, I was like, it makes sense if you're just being stationary. Because you can just literally fly there for, for a long period of time. I remember I talked with AT&T. But it defeats a lot of the benefits. Of- it does defeat a lot of the benefits of a drone, which is where you can move it wherever. Um, that's why, like, when I when I talked with AT&T and then the company on CES about their stuff, it makes a lot of sense because they're just providing, like, a cell, like a mobile cell tower in, like, disaster areas when mm-hmm. there's towers to take them down. So you don't, all, you, all you're going to do is fly straight up and just hover there. And when I asked about flight time, they're like, things can fly for weeks. Like, Yeah, you once know, you have tether, for sure. Once you have a tether, and then as long as the motors can support it that long, like, yeah, you just you can fly forever. Okay, so that brings up the next question. Because yeah. earlier, when, when you and me were discussing pre-show, we were saying, okay, what are sort of the add-ons right now, right? Let's support add-ons right now for mm-hmm. drones. Uh, we talked about parachute, right? There's yep. one, and I still have a question mark, at least from me, about parachute. <laughs> Um, now we're talking about tether drones, and we're waiting for DJI's box to come out before end of the year, right? But I also saw that drone box from some of the other providers. So if you ask me, those are sort of the three, you know, common platforms or support that we're seeing right now. So tethered, I definitely would like to talk to the manufacturers and to ask them what what are their thoughts in terms of you know best user cases, how is it being used, and how to manage those um, you know dangerous situations that we talked about. Now, box. So what you are saying, Kirk, is to provide that uh, remote um, you know temporary or on demand, let's say um, network solution. Now, would a box do it? So say if you have two smaller drones. Because let's say if you look at DJI's drone box specs, it can charge your batteries up to 90% in what, under um, 30 minutes? I think that was their spec. Yeah, I think something like that. So if you have two drones, can they take duties? One goes up from the box. And without the tether, it can really fly anywhere you want. And before it runs out of battery, the second one goes up to replace it. And the first one comes back to charge at the box. Mm-hmm. And there's I saw someone this week about like now they're they're working on a uh, system to like remotely like change the batteries and those things too. Like I saw something else came out this week. Well, technically speaking, if you have two batteries and if mm-hmm. you build it in a way where you can take one out to change it while the other one is sustaining the drone, you know, yeah. it's. I possible? think most of these of boxes are like working on one battery and uh, like they land and they charge. That one yeah, if you ask me, I personally yeah. right now, I say I'm going, I'm leaning towards the box solution, 
Right? Mm-hmm. I think it the box it's it's solving a lot of these you know individual system problems. Um, but I guess until we actually get to, I, a I think they they all like between the box and the tether. I think they each have like their individual like pros. Like the tether can fly for a very very long time without any sort of downtime, and then a box can be remotely and, and, and you far can't really away. fly away with the tether. Right. Can't really fly away with the Yeah, it was passing through my mind because I do know a lot of. I, I used to work in the defense sector, and like I know a lot of military people, and I can totally see this being military-wise, where you just it's tethered, and uh, um, they can lose the asset. You can't literally lose the asset because you know there's yeah there's not, yeah that's there's a, a good point. There's definitely there's their, definitely the pro for that. With, yeah, <laughs> there's you not can't, a high you level can't bet on every person you know being fully competent to control mm-hmm. the drone. Yeah, you kind of you can give it to a low level, like you know, like a private or something like that. Be like, just don't crash it. <laughs> just don't have it fly down. You'll be fine. So. Well, I guess we shall see. So Alistair was one of them, as I mentioned, was one of the companies uh, that's been around for a while, and I think this week the story was also about uh, tethered solution being available for the paired Anafi mm-hmm. USA, which was really targeted for uh, military. Yeah, right. the USA is definitely targeted towards military and, and law enforcement, hence why it's built in the USA. So um, the whole whole part of it. So well, if anyone has any thoughts about Tether drones, please share that with us in the comments down below. Uh, and our final story for the week is flying cars. We're back to flying cars again. Flying cars I remember us covering this story um, probably a, a few months ago now, right? That Jetson's flying car. Yeah, um, I remember this thing came out and they, I mean, they sold out all of their 2022 um, chassis and there's only three left in their 2023 chassis. I think like they have like 180 in total that they've like allocated and only three more for next year are, are available. Um, they, the, the owner and the founder um, did like the first commute in this uh, to work. And well, if, if anyone the- should have the confidence, I guess it should oh, be the God. owner. So I guess they're like I guess they're an ultralight classified as like an ultralight. So you don't need a f- license and like it's much the bar is much lower to be able to like. Because um, technically speaking, it. it's no longer a drone because the pilot is sitting in there. Yeah, right? it's no longer remotely controlled. Yeah, it, it, you're you're probably uh, you're in the seat and they're so close to the plates and there is video of it on their Facebook page and we should definitely play the video if you want if you can. Um, that's like. It's a little terrifying. It's the first link in the... Uh, oh, there you go. It's all embedded. Um, it's slightly terrifying like to watch it fly because it's flying super low. I'm sure they have to fly at a certain altitude because it's still like in testing. Um, so they can't fly super high. But like it has to fly below power lines and like... Um, so is it flying like FPV? Because you have to really avoid all the obstacles if you fly that low. Oh, yeah, you do. Like he, you can see like he's going in between trees like... So that's it, like FPV flying. Yeah, it's very it, it's 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 very nerve wracking. I watched it just before we came on, and it's just like uh, um, also like he flies super low. He has to fly. I, I think he has to fly at altitude because of it's, it's still in testing. But like, um, hopefully, yeah, they cut tree branches. Fly. I wonder. Oh, there's there's video coming Did up of like where he blows anything? over bushes. Like he flies over a bush and just like it blows all over. Like, and it's not on his property either. I think it's on a, like a neighbor's property. Then I would want to wear some kind of, um, you know, like 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 Gore-Tex jacket or something. Just imagine <laughs> the flipping, flight. flying towards yourself. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Um, I but, mean, I don't even like my grass clipping getting on my clothes. 
Yeah. Um, and he's like super like I, I feel like he has to have talked to like his neighbors um and like to, to get permission. There's a video of like he flew over like a neighbor's property and they were outside. So obviously he must have like talked to them uh, before flying <laughs> like 10, 15 feet over their property. Um, the like movement, not even like can I just say the the movements remind me of you know like the the first few drones we ever built. It's not organic, it's not really smooth, right? No, no, it's not not at all. Like it's it it's very kind of choppy, but like it's also like it's an all like it's kind of like a it's a drone. Like it's kind of your hand controlling a drone like that, and I guess in a large drone, like think it's not going to be super smooth um, unless you're like super good at it. And I think you know, uh, is a relatively newer, so you probably just have all the flight time. Really snug in there. Like oh yeah, I, like the stuff he does is insane. Like there's no extra space in there at all. Mm-mm. No, there's no there's no room. And I think the weight limit is like 210 miles per hour, uh, 210 pounds. Like it's you can see like that's definitely not his property, and he's just blowing over trees. Like I feel like that's like I feel uh, like the, the altitude stick? is limited. For... You see, what's with the long stick at front? Uh, I think that's a camera. It's a 360. It looks like. Oh. Yeah, I think that they're using that for like the front facing camera. Um. So. Wow, I I don't know what to say. <laughs> it is interesting. Like it's super cool to see finally uh, get video of it flying. Um, it's just I hope yeah. Like he flies underneath this power line. I feel like that's not safe at all. But like you can do it. <laughs> it's an ultralight. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So uh, my my main concern is hopefully you can you can fly higher with them because I think flying that low is going to cause a lot of issues for private property owners. You know, property damage. Which it flies over like, a tree and it breaks branches. Like you, should and... be, you, you should be above the trees. Yeah, you should be above the trees. You should be above power lines. You know, like that. It makes sense that you might have to be able to do that in some scenarios. Um, this does look super freaking super fun <laughs> to fly. Like it does look like it is like uh, the closest. Can I say I prefer? I prefer the video we showed last week. Remember that uh, air taxi? Oh the yeah, we where it's above. Yeah, I. I just have much more confidence. Oh yeah, this one. looks really shady. Like, like because the switch is so. I mean, I guess when you're flying this, it doesn't matter if a rotor goes. <laughs> like, it's not going to be a fun crash. So, if um, you look at it, he has GoPros mounted in there. Oh yeah, and GoPros already have a bit of stabilization built in. So if the video is looking that shaky from GoPro, then it's pretty shaky sitting in there. It must be really shaky. Yeah. Right. It must not be. The funniest part about this video is uh, the uh, the office that they show up on. And I've never seen. Wait, well, where's office. the office? I missed that. Is it? Oh, here office? it is. Yeah. It's a very nice office. Like, it's like, it looks like a house more than an office. Uh, Cause, see, yeah, that's a nice house for sure. Yeah. It's, but like, apparently, this is their office, apparently. Uh, that is, but it has a pool. Yeah. <laughs> their <laughs> office has a pool. I want my office to have a pool. Uh, I guess I just got to build a pool in my house. But like, I. <laughs> Or is it working out from the basement, you know, calling it the command center? Yeah, no, that would be interesting. Uh, they're just like, yeah, working at another person. They're in Stockholm, so I don't know what the, the, the office rules are. Um, it has a little bit to. of an Inspire One look. Or is it just me? I mean, it has the color scheme. And like, I guess the, the yeah, overall maybe body the is... Color. Yeah, like, I guess it could totally be Inspire like. It does. It looks like a okay. This I wish like... they didn't cut. Did you see that? Like when it was landing. Oh yeah, they did cut to a different co- uh, angle. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's... I wish they didn't cut. I wish they just showed them the entire landing sequence. Yeah, 
Um, it doesn't. It looks like a rough landing too, because it's not like any shock absorbers on the bottom. You're just landing straight onto the roll cage slash airframe, um, which looks very. <laughs> I hope that seat is padding because that doesn't look like that's like a. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like that. Look like that would hurt. Um, but this definitely reminds me like this would be like what we saw last week would be like the normal car or the SUV of like EV toll transportation. Well, this then is this like, is this a go-kart? This is like, oh, this is the motorcycle. This is a go-kart. <laughs> no, the go-kart. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, definitely more of a fun, like, uh, a way to get around for a single person. Just have some, have some fun when they, when they draw uh, or fly or whatever, um, versus, like, practicality of having, like, a, a natural, like, flying car. Uh, did you see the tagline? Everyone is a pilot. Yeah, well, yeah, that's because it's, it's an ultralight. I don't think that's a good tagline. I don't think that's a good tagline either. I don't... I feel like if we're gonna have if we're gonna have a mass market flying car in air quotes, um, I feel you're like betting should... on that. Not everyone is a pilot. You you want a smart mm-hmm. system. I right? think it's like uh, nowadays, who 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 still drives um manual? Uh, right. I mean, I like yeah. I, I liked manual. The crazy I like, I like the fuel, especially if you drive a sports car. But we don't drive it because you have the choice of something easier and better. Right, you yeah. have the choice of driving automatic. Um, you have the choice of having the lane assist, the collision warning. I mean, that's the whole point of technologies. Yeah, and if we're gonna have a, a vehicle that's like for the mass market to start flying to work, uh, I would rather have it be a vehicle that requires a license to mm-hmm. do so, um, not yeah. like an ultralight that doesn't require a license at all. I don't okay. know what I don't know. I have to ask my friend about everything because he does ultralight stuff. Well, maybe um, what all the rules are, especially in the USA. Going forward in all the summer uh, carnivals, maybe this will be one of the midway rides, right? Instead of you <laughs> sitting there, or it's, instead it's, of riding it's... riding those uh, you know bumping cars, then you can ride, you or you can fly one. Put little bumpers on the on the or on the blades. They make yeah. bumper, bumper yeah. There you go. I, I just feel like that's I, I don't know. That's the association I'm making here. Like I'm not seeing this as a mass you know, modern new way of transportation. I'm seeing this as, you know, in, in a theme park for something fun for like five minutes. Yeah. But then again, like electric cars were like that when, especially when the, the Roadster game, the Tesla Roadster was not a practical drive everywhere car. It was a, let's have fun and drive a car that, that can go fast. But they had fast other technologies in there. The, right. the technology was, I mean, Tesla has, it has great technology. But that's what it was viewed at. It was viewed as like, you know, a, uh, kind of like a fun to have car for the wealthy people. This is a fun to have flying car. So I hit my mic. Flying car. I want to know how much <laughs> insurance costs. I want to know who who comes to which insurance provider insur- says I'm going to insure you. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess I'm trying to think. I don't know. But I'm sure there's insurance for like for that kind of stuff. But like he- like health insurance, life insurance, like. I can't imagine what the premium is going to be when they find out you have a, a, this thing. <laughs> you're flying, you're committing the work in this. They're going to be like, yeah, uh, your premium's going to go up. You would think. Yeah. So. Well, that's all the stories we got for you this week. We talked about the uh, potential uh, Inspire 3 leaks. We spent a chunk of time talking about tether drones, which, you know, as we mentioned, what we got with the parachute, tether drones, and uh, drones in the box. Those are the three interesting products we're seeing right now. So if you got any thoughts, please uh, leave them in the comments down below. And uh, we took a look at Jetson 1's flying car, its actual first flight. Uh, and we shall come back um, next week to bring you more drone news at Drone DJ. Have a nice weekend, everyone. <laughs>